Okay, let's do it again. Hi, I'm Dr. Sab Cohen-Hatton, and I'm a neuroscientist specialising in animal and human learning mechanisms. <laughs> I'm Jamie Penrith, and I'm an expert <laughs> canine predatory behaviour. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm also a former police dog handler. <laughs> Wells and I'm a dog trainer specialising in unwanted behaviour. Every week we sit down to talk about the latest research in canine science and more importantly how you can apply it to your own dog to get to know them a little bit better. Welcome to the Halloween special of the Dog Scholar. Well, we want to start this show with a little bit of a disclaimer, dear viewers, because today's episode is a bit different to our usual show. As you may no have shit. noticed... <laughs> for our Halloween special, we're going to unpick a very tenuously dog-related myth. So, I have a question. Go on, far away. I do. The Chupacabra. Is it a myth, a monster, or my dog? Oh, well, let's uh, let's find out so we can get out of these clothes. <laughs> get on with our well, lives. Say, on that subject, you look very fetching, gentlemen. Uh, do you know yeah. what? I must say, and I'll, sorry, Jamie, you look an absolute twat, but <laughs> I am. Um, I actually, I, I could wear a cape, mate. I, 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 you know, if they had a little pocket in here for your iPhone. Yeah, I think it's, it's very on. fetching. And what about Jamie? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Just gonna say. <laughs> Perfect, perfectly coordinated black and red with his own gear that he wears anyway. Yeah. And that, that, appealing to everybody who's five and under. What does this baby bump look? We are a diverse show appealing to all ages, Jamie. Yes. Jay, turn yes. around. Turn around um, for the viewers so they can show how well-fitting your outfit is. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> can you see that? It's fantastic. Because it's made for an adult. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I love it. What is, oh, I don't even know how you say it. What <laughs> is a chup? Uh, what about my costume? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Sab, Sab's a cat. <laughs> the thing is, Sab, yours looks like something you would probably wear. <laughs> yeah. I thought it'd be ironic to be a cat on Yeah, a dog it is show. ironic on a dog show, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just like it's ironic that one of Jamie's dogs called Pumpkin. <laughs> look, at, look at that. Look, look at her face. She's, look, yeah. she's looking as if she said, what? The hell are you doing? Yeah. What the what yeah. is that? Is this what you yes. need me after? Oh. Yes. Oh. I've told my mates to watch this. <laughs> right, right, I've got to say it. What is a chupacabra? What is a chupacabra? Like a yeah. It does sound like a dance. Sounds like a burrito. Amazing. It is, as legend has it, a shape-shifting, blood-sucking, vampiric dog monster in middle America. Have you ever heard of it? Chupacabra. Yeah. yeah, but I've not. I'm not. I'm not really in the know. Like, but I've heard of it. Well, some people say it's got two legs. Some people say it's got four. Some people say it's got wings. Some people say it hasn't. Some people say it's got fur. Others say it's got skin with welts and scars. But the one commonality, everyone says, it's got big red demonic eyes. 
Some people say it can read minds. In fact, some eyewitnesses have claimed that um, the chupacabra, when they've seen it, can read their mind. In fact, one housewife who claims to have seen one thought in her head, if you're the chupacabra, then that is incredibly disappointing. At which point, the chupacabra apparently tucked its head between its wing, under its wing as if it was like her and scurried off and hid behind a fridge. I mean, where's it, where's it come from? What, where's, it's like folklore, isn't it? Is well, that's what we're going to find out. Yeah. But it's really, really interesting. And in fact, some people said that it can speak Spanish, including profound Oh, so yeah. I was swearing at them. And one farmer, Rafael Marino, said it took sexual liberties with his cows. Oh, here we go. At least that's here what he told his wife. It was that mythical, yeah, beast. Yeah. Was that mythical yeah. beast with wings. Yeah. It wasn't me, I swear. Well, yeah, well, I only saw something with Meanwhile, wings. Meanwhile, he's waist-deep no, no, in cow shit. <laughs> what else has it done? What else has it done that the farmer's blamed on? Yeah, Don't yeah. worry about that. Who no, knows? Yeah. Who knows? But the whole thing is really steeped in anti-American sentiment and conspiracy. Some people said it was the result of secret US experiments that were in the Puerto Rican jungle. Some people say it's actually a modern day mm. vampire because it sucks blood and shapeshift. Yeah, I've heard about this, Sab. There was, um, there's supposed to be a lot of sightings around the uh, the 90s, early 2000s. Is that right, yeah? Mm, yeah, that's right. There's been a huge amount of like co contradiction around it as well. So it's a really tricky one to unpack. But mm. I reckon we can have a go. Okay, yeah. So let's look, go through some of the sightings. So first of all, there was a farmer in rural Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Mm. Nicaragua. Okay, so the, let's go through some of the sightings. There was a sighting in rural Nicaragua. <laughs> oh, fuck off! <laughs> I can't say that. Do you want me to say that line no. for you? And then Ni say no, no, I, I want to master it. I can't just avoid the word Nicaragua in life. What do I say? Go on. Nicaragua. Okay, so let's go through some of the sightings. There was a sighting by a farmer in rural Nicaragua by a Jorge Talavera, and I hope I haven't butchered that name, so no, sorry fine. if I have. He woke up one morning to find 25 of his sheep dead. Sounds like an insurance job to me. Uh, Puncher wounds in the neck and completely drained of blood. He waited up for a friend. He waited up with a friend, sorry, on a stakeout. Um, and a few hours into it, he heard a goat cry. Doesn't sound like a overwhelming Sounds amount of Sounds like a sad goat. Yeah, it really does. Oh, yeah, goats. it really does. Okay. He saw three beasts, hairless, leathery. Um, skin was bumpy with a crest down the spine. Um, two black ones and one yellow one. He shot one, but the other two got away. Um, they looked around, but they couldn't find the body. A few days later, um, a guy on the ranch had found a decomposing body circled by vultures, thought to be a chipucabra. I can't say it. Chipucabra. I'm fucking terrible, me. Who put a scouser on this fucking podcast, honest to God? Um, a few days later on the ranch, they found a decomposing body um, circled by vultures, thought to be a chipucabra. So the one that was shot was like a, young, a long yellow dog. Local vets suggested it was a hybrid dog. One eyewitness suggested a wolf cross crocodile. Also, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure like biology doesn't allow that. No, okay. no. Would it, would it be a birth or would it be an egg? Well, it depends what came first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was analysed by National Autonomous Union of Nicaragua and they concluded that without doubt it was a dog. It could have had possible mange, skin disease and it was hairless. Mm. Oh, it could have just been a hairless doggy. Yeah. I think it sounds like a sholo. Oh, I think sounds it like sounds a sholo like a sholo as well. well sh most sholos don't have really have any teeth, so... <laughs> well... What are they doing? Have they, have they adapted poseable thumbs and using weapons on these sheep? What's going on? You know it what does mean? differ. It does differ. So, with a sholo, the same genetic mutation that means they're hairless means that they have, have incomplete dentation. So, Jimmy, for example, is only missing one canine. He's got the rest of his teeth. Luther's got lots of his teeth, but he just doesn't have canines. And Red, she's predominantly gum. <laughs> yeah. So, Thanks it does vary... <laughs> Daddy what? and Red got acquainted the other day. It was delightful. Yeah. 
there's some amazing mythology around the Sholos. So it doesn't really surprise me that some of this is coming through. So the Sholos, are, they were kept by the ancient Aztecs and the ancient Mayans as well. And they are one of the most primitive breeds that you can still get. They've never been selectively bred over thousands and thousands of years. So they're still quite wild in some of their temperaments, mm. which you can see with mine as well. Yeah. Um, but they were supposedly made from a fragment of bone, of the bone of life from the god of the underworld, fire and lightning, uh, Shalotl. And that's how they got their name, Shalowick Squintneys. It wasn't a tooth bone. It wasn't a tooth bone. <laughs> Show us your teeth bones, Danny. Where are your teeth bones? Biting necks and draining blood. That's what we're going to look for a field of chickens. Love it. Or Love it. That might, you might Amazing. think that's harrowing. But... Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit when you spill your guts, though, Jay. Goats run for your lives! But no, the, the Sholos, they were supposedly <laughs> supposed to, the deal is we look after them in this life and they guide us through the underworld to the afterlife is the deal. So there's quite a lot of mythology around them. And they were they were worshipped by the ancient Aztecs. They were kept because they thought they had uh, spiritual healing properties. So because they're warm to the touch, because they haven't got fur, you imagine a hot water bottle and you imagine you've got two and one's got a cover on and the other one hasn't. You try and touch the one that hasn't got a cover on. It feels boiling, doesn't it? I mean, they're the same temperature, but it feels a lot hotter. And that was the same with the dogs. So people used to go to sleep with them when they had aches and pains and they'd wake up and their aches and pains would be gone so that they thought that they were they, they were spiritual healers. So there's some really interesting mythology behind it that I think links to some of this idea of it being a kind of shape-shifting beast mm. because actually that's part and parcel of the, mm. of the legend that sits behind it, which is really interesting. And also the other thing is you've got memory issues when you're trying to remember stuff. So people think of memories as something that's kind of like a photograph. The reality is not. Memories are really, really malleable. And there's loads of research in humans on this with eyewitnesses um, who've, who've experienced events. The best way to think about your memory is like a file on a computer that can be opened up and changed with just the merest of suggestions and then closed down again. And the memory that you remember can be completely different to the thing that you experience. So if you're seeing something like Sorry. this... <laughs> just thinking the way I actually open a file on a computer directly cor correlates with how my memory works because I can't ever fucking find anything. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, it really does. <laughs> no, it's just, it doesn't surprise me then that some people are saying it's walking on two legs and other people are saying it's got spines down its back. Because if there's something that in your mind that, you know, you've heard about the chupacabra and you've seen one of these and then you're recalling it and it was dark and, you know, you're tired and you weren't quite sure because everything was a bit crazy. It doesn't surprise me that we've got so many versions of what the chupacabra yeah. is meant to look like to the point where it becomes a shapeshifter. Right, okay, I've got another sighting for you as well, this time from 2004. And this was... Uh, uh, referred to as the Ellendorf Beast in Texas. Ooh. Okay, the person this time, the person involved was a, a Devon McAnally. Devon McAnally, a retired teacher and a rancher, saw a strange beast eating mulberries under a tree. Aww. Had large ears, hairless, blue wrinkled skin, long tail, and a long snout. It was obviously the chupacabra. Obviously, obviously. So we shot be. it. Yeah. So we shot it. Why not? You know, yeah. it's eating mulberries. Get it gone. Yeah. Uh, it's DNA, <laughs> DNA tested. And despite being quite degraded by the time that the samples were taken, it was determined to be a dog, possibly a Sholo. Yeah. Um, similar in another Shukpacabra, uh, sorry, um, named the main beast. Main as in main in Turner, not the main beast. Yeah, it's in, not, hey, no, it's not like him with his, with his cloak on. It's like a Prince of Darkness. 
<laughs> no, it's a beast from Maine. A woman found a Feel strange... Feel very empowered when you refer to me like that, Jamie. I think not enough people refer to me like that. What, is the Maine no, beast? No, the, the Prince of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> well, I shared a bed with you last night, mate, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah. <laughs> I've got all good reason to why you're the Prince of Darkness. Just you're for context, <laughs> they overbooked poor Jamie's hotel last night, so him and Danny had to bunk in together. And apparently it was akin to a pyjama party. They had a torch under the bed sheet. Um, I took a little selfie for everyone, so that'll be on socials at some point. <laughs> You did not. I did, yeah. Oh. I, sent it, I sent it to Charlotte and she texted back and put, that's very cute. <laughs> okay, so the main beast. A woman found a strange dead animal that was thought to be a chupacabra, uh, but DNA suggested the mother was a canis, a dog, and that the father, not certain, but probably a dog too. So it's sort of unpicking it a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it seems like we've got a dog that not many people have seen before, so let's call it a monster yeah. and blame everything on it. Sa- it sounds a bit like yeah. you've put something down and, and, and your girl's moved it and you go, it must be a ghost. Yeah. Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. awful. Okay, yeah. forgiven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the third sighting, Buller Eye sighting of Blanco, Texas in 2009. A man heard chickens being harassed, because who doesn't harass chickens? <laughs> man heard chickens being harassed, went to see whatever it was and found that it had escaped. Assuming it was a raccoon, he left poison down. Oh, why has he poisoned the raccoon? It's not nice. No, no. Next day, he found what it was and he thought it was to be a chipacabra. It was an 80-pound cane, a coyote slash dog, but with dark chocolate skin, hairless except for feet and backbone, and had, like, spines on its back. This is a show, though, isn't it? It's got to be a show, though, isn't it? Um, he called his cousin, Lynn Butler. I-, I love the way she was happy to put a name to this. Um, who didn't know what to make of it. So they chucked it in the freezer, as you do, because you never know what you fancy later on in the night. Um, and they called a friend who was a taxidermist. Andy. Yeah. That's Andy, isn't it? Je- Jerry Ayer. Yeah, Jerry Ayer. I love the way he put his name to this as well. This is my best work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, He traded the body in for a free course of duck... What? What? (laughs) Jerry Iyer was a a duck taxidermist. I I don't don't know. What a cracking job. Anyway, he taught this course and he traded the body of the supposed chupacabra for a free course on duck taxidermy. What do you want to be when you grow up, son? A duck stuffer. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd at least say, listen, if I've got a chupacabra here... I don't want to trade it for a free course. I want to say, like, I'll trade it for your truck. Do you know what I mean? Give us your truck. How are we ever going to get out of this life of poverty? Don't you worry, mother. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. What is it? I've got future awaiters. A a grand future awaiters. Okay. So what did they make of it when they unpacked it? Well, officers from Fish and Wildlife Department came out, didn't know what to make of it, so they took some samples. Um... And them samples revealed that they thought it might have been a Sholo or a Manji Coyote. Oh. Yeah. What did you do with it? Either way, they fucking stuffed it. <laughs> yeah. Because why not? We don't know what it is. We think it's that. Stuff it. Stick it on the shelf next to the ducks. It'll look lovely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mental. But why do people keep shooting these I was just say, beasts? I was just going to say that. In, in, in each, each one of those sightings, what you found is that hey, it's a Sholo, isn't it? You know, so basically people are saying, oh, yeah. this did it. And it's, let's kill it. It makes me laugh though, the way people jump to Chippecabra. Can you just like imagine it? There's 25 goats dead. Chippecabra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the goats are crying. Chippecabra. A bit more sort of like seriously. When you think of it like that, because they say one thing is that they all say they had glowing eyes. Well, if you're going out thinking, you know, who the hell attacking my goats or whatever, and you put your torch on, one thing that it you will get is the reflection yeah. of the animal's eyes. And when they say about the spines on the back, well, if you have got these free-roaming feral dogs that are underfed and underweight and there's no fur yeah, to hide the actual yeah. bone structure and the scars and the scab, because they show easier, won't they, on the yeah. hairless breed. So I think there's a very plausible yeah. fun sponge 
Yep. Ruining explanation. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And we'll know more about that explanation after the break. We'll try and solve this mystery. And what even is this episode? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> For your humour at home, our whole credibility as trainers and professionals has just gone down the shit end. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, Yours definitely has. No, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm ready for Crown Court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, blood-sucking vampire dog sap. I know the um, the sightings have all kind of been debunked, but could it be that we haven't really just found the real chupacabra? Mm. Is there any science that says that? What we can go on so far is what we do know from both the sightings, the killings that the supposed chupacabras have done and the bodies that people have found. So, if we take the DNA first, they've all turned out to be canids, haven't they? They've been dogs, they've been wolves, they've been coyotes all canids and we know actually with those animals that they can interbreed and in fact many people are already familiar I'm sure that a coyote is a wolf hybrid so it's not beyond the realms of of, of probability or possibility that it could be a hybrid of a multiple amount of different dogs um, that you know just haven't been identified yet so although the DNA is inconclusive it doesn't necessarily mean that it's part dog part chupacabra mm. it could really easily be explained by some of that I reckon it's just run around the woods with Bigfoot <laughs> Yeah. You got all my fur, mate. Running run around the woods with Bigfoot looking for alien sightings. <laughs> and secret US. On a flat earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but actually there is that other point, isn't there? Because there were some that were seen that have um, that had some fur. And of course, we know with Sholos, they're either fur, they, they either have hair or they're naked. But if a coyote in particular has mange, sarcoptic mange, it loses all of its fur, except the kind of rough yeah, around yeah. the neck, um, paws and down the back. Like mm. um, like a spine, like like the spines that they were saying mm. they were seeing on the backs of the dogs. And if they're spooked, they'll hackle up as well. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you know, it's there is a possibility. I think that all of those inconsistencies within the dogs that have been kind of found and analysed, that even those bits with the kind of the DNA that they're not sure about, I think could be really easily explained. Yeah. What I would say, sorry, South America. Just to, to pop your bu- bubble, what you've got is a massive problem with livestock predation by yeah, dog, yeah, dogs yeah. or yeah. variations, which yeah. you have got. And if you visit, take the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job I know a guy. Which is documented, yeah. you know, for the amount of attacks that you, like other countries around the world, are experiencing. And <laughs> seriously, some kind of canid that's wandering mm. around in the middle of the night time, which is a very common time for attacks to take yeah. place when you have free roaming dogs or yeah. dogs that, you know, you know, uh, for the percentage that might have escaped from nearby farms or yeah. whatever in your South American countries, your South American villages or whatever, um, that's what you're looking at. Yeah, the yeah. attacks on your your livestock animals, your goats, yeah. your cattle, your sheep. Do you know what I mean? yeah. You're sitting under a tree and eating mulberries. That one's quite difficult for me to explain away with logic, to be completely well, honest with you. Mulberries are quite tasty. Yeah, yeah, and dogs aren't necessarily pure carnivores, are they? No, no. Probably after you- yeah, but while, while we're on the subject of them being pure carnivores, they're also... Apex predators, so it's no coincidence that all of your, all of your, all of your dead sheep, um, have got puncture wounds in the throat, because as we know, apex predators crush the throat. Yeah. Well, that's a really interesting one as well, because when you think about the puncture wounds, you, you're right. Coyotes, wolves, and dogs will all kill like that. And with all of these um, examples, they were saying that they would 
the 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 kind of bite was on the throat, just behind the jaw and below the ear, which is exactly yeah. where the dogs would be yeah. attempting to bite when they're predating. Um, and even if they're kind of biting repeatedly when they're holding onto it, it can shift and it can still make it look like there's only two puncture wounds, despite the fact that they've kind of been repeatedly yeah. biting. And death in those circumstances doesn't happen because they've torn out their jugular mm-hmm. and they bleed to death in a in a blaze of glory. But actually, it's suffocation mm-hmm. and shock because the the puncture wounds go through the trachea and it swells. Mm. Yeah. And so then the animals suffocate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly. the true horror story. Yeah, yeah. it is. Isn't it? It? And also a puncture wound is less likely to bleed yeah. than, a, than a laceration. Um, and it's not unusual for dogs to kill for fun, is it, Jay? I mean, what's your experience? Well, it's not even killing for fun, really, Sab. I mean, dogs kill because they're what they are. They're opportunistic, yeah. like you say, yeah. apex predators. Fulfillment. Yeah, with the exceptions of us who are a little bit more apex than everything else on the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, from, from a, a more, I hate to be the one who always says, oh, from a serious point of view, we're bringing it back to a serious point. But Just like that. Yeah, dress like this, dress like this, you know. Yeah. Bit of yin and yang, bit yeah. of joy. Yeah, bit of joy, bit, bit, bit of mirth, bit of serious. Yeah, <laughs> gotta bring it back, gotta bring it, bring in the balance. Bring in the balance, you wouldn't want it to stall laughter. Yeah, Your stalk yeah. goes flat when you get yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something serious. That's because he's in captivity. <laughs> oh, he needs to be yeah. free. Oh. Release oh, the pumpkin, no. unleash the pumpkin. Yeah, I need to be out. I need to be out in the open waters. Yeah. Right, um, no, in, uh, no. Pick uh, me. As we're saying on a, on a on a more serious point, it is a massive issue with uh, canids attacking livestock animals, wildlife, you know, protected species, vulnerable animals, right across the planet, all over the world. People are looking for non-lethal solutions to that problem of predation attacks by dogs and other predators on livestock animals and wildlife. And in this instance, I mean, what you're looking at really. You know, from the evidence that's, if we can call it evidence, but the, 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 the scant evidence that we're being given and the anecdotal eyewitness accounts that are being given, you are looking at yeah. probably dog slash, yeah. you know, uh, other forms of canids or variations thereof attacking livestock, yeah. you know, attacking animals. And as I say, I, th- I think the rest of it can be pretty much explained away, yeah. um, you know, by the fact of the context and the, and the people's sort of like horror at what they're coming out and seeing and what they think must be responsible for it, particularly if it's a breed of dog that they're unfamiliar with. Sholos aren't exactly massively common, are they? Yeah. Um, that they can think, oh, you know, it must be a monster. It must be this terrible mm-hmm. thing. And also a lot of, uh, a lot of countries and a lot of communities carry their own superstitions and they can be very superstitious, you know, mm-hmm. um, people mm-hmm. who would just attribute something so catastrophic in a lot of it, uh, you know, situations. This is somebody's livelihood, you yeah. know, 25, 29 yeah. sheep that are being slaughtered, yeah, yeah. cattle that are being attacked, goats that are being attacked. This is an yeah. important thing. And, you know, for a lot of people, this must only, have, you know, yeah. have a supernatural explanation. And while, think- whilst we're on that topic as well, as we are a dog podcast, make sure you take into consideration that that course of action is not directly linked to just South America or Texas. In the UK, if your dog is chasing after livestock, farmers will shoot your dog. So, guys, make sure you're being responsible with your dogs around livestock. So we've um, we've kind of debunked a lot of stuff, but what we haven't thought about is why were the bodies drained of blood? Well, look, the drained blood thing, actually, they all guessed that they were drained of blood because there was yes, no they blood. Weren't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, we've just talked about how they're not going to necessarily bleed because they're suffocating because it's uh, yeah. uh, 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 it, it's swollen. And, you know, a curious rancher might stab the body mm. and go, oh, 
it's not mm. bleeding. But of course, what we do know is that bodies don't bleed when you stab. Very, very soon after death, as soon as the heart stops beating, yeah. it's not going to bleed, actually. Um, and blood tends to pool at the lowest part of the body as yeah. well. So even if they did open it up a bit and go, oh, well, this is still not bleeding, actually, that's not a surprise. Yeah. Because just simply because of gravity and the way that yeah. the body responds post-mortem, that's what so happens. So wherever they open it, the blood's pooled to the bottom, yeah. haven't they? So there's no blood to exactly, see. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And in fact, you'd need a full post-mortem yeah. to be able to see because then you'd look at the colour of the, the internal organs to yeah. see whether or not actually it has yeah. been drained of blood. And I think it's safe to say Jorge with his shotgun and um, and his taxidermy on ducks is not doing a full a full um, autopsy on the on, no. on, on the, uh, the killed animal. No. And even the concept of blood sucking. So let's not forget, you know, we can't necessarily from anything that we've seen here say, the dogs have been, the dogs say the, the, the killed animals have been drained of blood. But, you know, the, even the idea that the chupacabra has sucked all of the blood out, like some mm. kind of vampiric monster. Well, frankly, there's only one room for one vampiric monster in this room, and it is Danny, yeah. not the chupacabra, nope. but that it would be physically impossible. And I can. <laughs> yeah, chupacabras can't suck. No, dogs can't suck. No, no. They don't have the physical structure in their face to allow them to have that change of pressure that you need to suck. So it is physically impossible for dogs to suck. Even mm. vampire bats don't suck blood. No, no. No, they have anticoagulants in their saliva, no, no. so they bite, it continues to bleed, and they lap. Yeah. They lap the blood. But it's, it's actually really bad for a mammal to live on a diet of blood because it's too rich in iron. Mm -hmm. Vampire bats themselves have got, um, uh, they, they've got special processes to make sure that they don't take on too much iron mm -hmm. when they're eating blood, when they're licking blood. We do so, as well. I can speak uh, firmly for my people. We, we do the same thing. We you? take on so much blood that our bodies just get rid of the iron. Yeah. <laughs> you have a specific tract in your intestines. Yeah, yeah. Like we just get rid of that. So sure you don't absorb enough. And then we're ready for our next That's meal. Really good to know. Yeah. <laughs> really good to know. Um, but actually, there is nothing out there alive that we know of that has hollow fangs that would be capable of sucking blood through fangs. Are you sure about that, Sav? Afraid <laughs> so. Well, the Unless... fangs. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's secretly you and you're framing my dogs. If it was true, or if even if there was a hint of it being true, if you, you know, would you honestly think, oh, there's something out there harassing my harassing my chickens? I'll go, it might be a raccoon. I'll go and stick a bit of poison down, see what happens. Come out the next day. Jeez, I got it. I actually got it. I think it's a chupacabra. <laughs> I think it's this mythical beast. It's going in the freezer. You've got to come round. You've got to come round. Well, I've, I've got one. I've got one. Let's have a look. <gasps> Can I have it? What are you going to give me? Uh... I'll give you a taxidermy course on ducks. Yeah. You can have it, Deals. Mate. You can have it, Deals. You're not going to believe what I've got for the monster. Yeah, yeah. Elaine, no, Elaine, yeah. get the duck. <laughs> yeah. Quit your job, yeah, yeah. love. We've made it. Here comes the high life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. think so, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Stuff that. <laughs> yeah. The epiphany of the business plan. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're talking out of your hand. Oh, Ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. But that point that you make, actually, that um, the, the animals have been killed, it must be something big. When you think about the vampire point, over centuries, vampires have been blamed for unexplained things that happen that are bad. Why is something bad happening to a good person? It must be something that we can't explain. It must be a vampire, for example. And vampires are nothing new. Even Aristotle referred to goat suckers 
Vampires have also been linked to shape-shifting. So again, you know, we bring it back to the chupacabra and you can see... It's just a myth. Thing. We can't really do that. No, well, yeah, no. Then, can you not? Uh, listen, Kat, are you speaking for my people? <laughs> Me <Yeah>. how? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's, it really does often follow bad luck, you know? So there's an outbreak of disease and the village blamed a vampire. Must be a vampire. You know, and in fact, in Italy, they place a rock in the mouth of a corpse that was suspected to be a vampire, so they couldn't rise up and eat people. Wow, I've um, I've seen a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of great documentaries on vampires, and uh, it's well interesting that the same stories pop up on different continents at a time when we're not supposed to be able to across the ocean. So it's a bit bizarre. Some of some of the stuff, like yeah, Do by the way, the same folklore is all over the planet. It's mad. Do you not think you're a bit of a sort of like rubbish? you know, um, supernatural phenomena. If you think, oh, yeah, terrorise a village, I'll kill you, eat your goats and stuff like that. Well, you, you'll go, oh, no, the, the, those virgins, they've gone, I've, I've drank their blood. And I, oh, no, I've, I've had a stake through my heart. Well, we'll stop him from coming back. Pass us a stone, mate. Yeah, put that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, put that yeah. in his mouth. No! Oh, no! Yeah. Eternal frustration. Yeah. Yeah. It stopped me on my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> even, even the idea of a steak is quite funny, isn't it? Like, like, get, get, quick, quick, get the machine gun. Nah. <laughs> Stick. You're dead, That'll mate. do it. You're That'll dead. That'll do it. Yeah. But they used to do stuff to bodies, didn't they? You were telling me about one, weren't you, Danny? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, um, the late 1800s. Um, I've got it written down, actually, Sab. There's, um, there was a lady, Mercy Brown. She died of TB, tuberculosis. Um, and along with a mother and sister, a brother, Edwin, was sick. And um, relatives thought one of the deceased was harming him from the grave. They exhumed their bodies and Mercy's mum and sister were decomposed as expected, but Mercy hadn't, hadn't decomposed. She had blood around the mouth and in her heart. And in her heart. In her heart. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they took out her heart and liver, burned it up. They turned it, they turned it into a tonic, and Edward drank it. He died a short time after. No surprise. That sounds grim. I don't know why. Why? why what is going on there? Uh, well, the What's idea is people. It's yeah, as mad as it's supposed duck to be ornaments. some kind of potion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. that will then solve the problem. But actually, if the coffin's well sealed, it is possible to delay decomposition. Mm. So it's not unsurprising that that happened. And with the blood around the mouth thing, as the intestines decompose, yeah, it pushes yeah, it pushes the blood up. So it's not uncommon after death for people mm. to have blood around their mouth because of that. But of course, in this case, they're like, yep, you're not decomposed. You've got blood around your chops. Clearly, you're a vampire. You want to set up a sideline, you do. You need to set up, you, you need to be some sort of- So do you. You need to be some, yeah, children's parties. I'm available at weekends. Yeah. No, you need to, some sort of consultation for like serial killers and how am I going to do it and how am I going to get away with it? Well, I was thinking of doing, oh, no, 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 not no, with no. gravity. Yeah. Not with gravity, not with yeah, the yeah. decomposition of the innards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seal it, you need yeah. to seal it. That's what you yeah, need yeah. to do. <laughs> Funny, isn't it though? Because you look back at things now that people, you know, or some, some uh, civilizations still believe or, you know, in history, what people believe, which now you'd like laugh at. He did wonder, I wonder if, you know, 200 years from now, 300 years from now, there's people who think, do you know what? They thought that was the cause of that. And, and they thought that, would, wouldn't, wouldn't they? Yeah, you know, you'd, you'd laugh at it. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. Education's key, isn't it? It's when, 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 when there's a lack of education, you fill, you fill the gaps with, yeah. with, with, you know, um, stories yeah. and, and, and different things. And then as, as we get educated, them stories change, but they constantly evolve, don't yeah. they? Like uh, language. Yeah. Some things from 20 years ago wasn't offensive to say. Now they are. In another 20 years, the things we say today might be offensive. Very much like the dog training. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, everything evolves. Yeah, everything evolves. But in conclusion, the chupacabra is not a monster. In conclusion, the chupacabra is not a monster. It's not a myth. It probably is my dog. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I would say. And it appeared quite recently as well. In fact, the first sighting was in 1995 and it was someone called Madeline Tolentino in rural Puerto Rico. And she saw the chupacabra in the street and she described a two-legged monster with large eyes and spines down its back and no tail. Now, it is unusual for a monster or a myth like this to be so new. And I know that we can trace it back to things like vampires, which go back hundreds of years. And, you know, we talked about some of the mythology around the Sholos and how that can lead into it as well. But, you know, we're only talking, what, 20, yeah, 25 ago. years ago, something ago, like that. Yeah. It really isn't. And um, there was a, 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 a guy called Benjamin Radford who wrote a brilliant book tracking the chupacabra that's referenced in this show, actually, who re-interviewed Madeline Tolentino for his book. And then he went and searched for anything that was resembling the description in Puerto Rico at the time. And what he described... Uh, he found was really similar to a fictional creature that was prominent in 1995. And it was a creature from a sci-fi uh, film called, S the, the creature was called Sill, and the film was called Species. And if you look at the um, artist's impression of her description of the sighting, and then you look at Sill from that, from that uh, film, it's almost identical. It's really, really oh. similar. And Species was released in Puerto Rico on the 7th of July, 1995, just over a month. Film. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Was it just, just before she saw the sighting of the yeah. Just over a month before. Yeah, yeah. And th there is a point, isn't there, <laughs> about the way that we, and we talked about it earlier on, the way that we try and kind of find an explanation for bad yeah. things that happened. Well, if you go back to the 1990s, Puerto Rico was one of the hardest hit countries by the, by the AIDS epidemic. Mm. So actually there was a lot of generalised anxiety and fear, which could well have been displaced onto the chupacabra. And that's why one supposed sighting kind of blew up and, mm. and became many, many sightings mm. all the way into Texas. So... Listener questions. Yeah, I've got a couple of questions for you. The first one's a belter. I want to dress my dog up, my sausage dog up, as a hot dog. Clever. <laughs> Clever. You know, it's unexpected. I want to dress my sausage dog up as a hot dog for Halloween. But when I tried on his costume, he kept tugging at the hat. It's a pickle. So it's kind of important detail. What can I do? So did the person try on the costume? Was it was it trying to tug at the pickle when the person was wearing it or the dog? I think, I think they've put the dog in a hot dog costume and then tried to put... How, how can I possibly give rational, logical, experienced advice to somebody about how not to dress up your dog, your sausage dog, as a hot dog and worry about the fact that you're putting a pickle on its head when I'm sat here like this, when you're sat there like that and he's sat there like the Prince of Darkness. How on earth can you do that? In all seriousness, the answer to the question, if the dog doesn't like it, don't do it. Don't do it. Your entertainment shouldn't come before the dog's stress levels and what the dog is prepared to, you know, uh, to endure. If they don't find it fun, it's not fun. Take the costume off. You've got a little sausage there anyway. Enjoy it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you wear the costume and just have your, just take your dog out for a walk. Here's one. Dress yourself as a hot dog roll. Carry a little sausage dog with you and have a pickle. Yeah. yeah. So the dog's yeah. not having anything done to it whatsoever. There's nothing for it to tug at. You're still getting your Halloween humour in there. 
absolutely everyone's a winner. Yeah. I mean, all of my dogs need jumpers in the winter anyway because they're hairless. So, you know, we spent quite a long time making sure that they were well conditioned to it um, when they were puppies and, uh, and all of that. So they're really comfortable wearing jumpers. I think Halloween, Christmas, any time like that, you know, people like to. You can buy your dog costumes. People want to put your dog costumes on. Simple question to ask yourself. Is my reason for doing this because I find it funny or is my reason for doing this because the dog needs it and the dog's going to benefit from it? Mm. If your answer is solely the first one, don't do it. Yeah. Like you say, don't do it. Yeah. Enjoy it some other way. Enjoy your dog for what they are. Get someone else to tug your pickle. Yes. <laughs> or your small sausage. Okay, second question. My dog is obsessed with chasing and eating spiders. Should I Should I be worried? Danny. Depends how, how much you like your spiders, I guess. Yeah, depends what spiders as well. I wouldn't be like my dog chase no, um, no uh, venomous spiders around the house just in case, but... Um, most people would see that as a blessing. Like, I was going to say. Yeah, most people just don't like it, yeah. I mean, Hire it out. Yeah, Hire yeah. it out. Do you get Autumn any venomous spiders in Liverpool? Um, no, no, you get some snakes, though. So, if people have got more listener questions, whether they are Halloween-related or not, how can they get in touch, my dear Jamie? If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us at dogscholarpodcast.com on social media, or you can email podcast at thedogscholar.com. We don't have time for any icks today, I'm afraid. That's all we've got time for. So we hope you've enjoyed this. And if you did, make sure that you share the show with a friend because if they don't like it, maybe their dogs will. Okay, Danny, give us your final spooky Halloween thought. Oh, so it looks like the chippecabra is nothing but folklore. But fear not, because you can always rely on your fantastic canine friends to let you know when things go bump in the night. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) 